With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That before long he would be alone in the world. Without any exchange of words, he and his father came to understand each other, and they both knew that they were spending their last days on earth together. On the son's side, they were days of deepening sorrow. But with the father, every day seemed to bring him a greater peace of mind and a clearer shining of the light that never fades. To his son, MacDonald Dew never spoke of the death that he felt to be drawing nearer, but he often spoke to him of the life he would like his son to live. His only other confidant in these matters was the minister's wife. To her, MacDonald Dew opened up his heart, and to her, more than to anyone else, he owed his growing peace and light, and it was touching to see the devotion and the tenderness that he showed to her as often as she came to see him. With his brother, MacDonald Vane, he made all the arrangements necessary for the disposal of the farm and the payment of the mortgage. Ranald had no desire to be a farmer, and indeed, when the mortgage was paid, there would not be much left. He will be my son, said MacDonald Vane to his brother, and my home will be his while I live. So, in every way, there was quiet preparation for MacDonald Dew's going, and when at last the day came, there was no haste or fear. It was in the afternoon of a bright September day, as the sun was nearing the tops of the pine trees in the west. His brother was supporting him in his strong arms, while Ranald knelt by the bedside. Near him sat the minister's wife, and at a little distance Kirsty. "'Lift me up, Tonnell,' said the dying man. "'I will be wanting to see the sun again, and then I will be going.' I will be going to the land where they will not need the light of the sun. Tonnell, Vadaik, it is the good brother you have been to me, and many's the good day we have had together. Ah, you man, are you going from me? said MacDonald Vane with great sorrow in his voice. Aye, Tonnell, for a little. Then he looked for a few moments at Kirsty, who was standing at the foot of the bed. Come near me, Kirsty, he said, and Kirsty came to the bedside. You have always been kind to me and mine, and you were kind to her as well, and the reward will come to you. Then he turned to Mrs. Murray and said with a great light of joy in his eyes, 
it is you that came to me as the angel of god with a word of salvation and forevermore i will be blessing you and then he added in a voice full of tenderness i will be telling her about you he took mrs murray's hand and tremblingly lifted it to his lips it has been a great joy to me said mrs murray with difficulty steadying her voice to see you come to your saviour mr macdonald ay i know it well he said and then he added in a voice that sank almost to a whisper now you will be reading the prayer and mrs murray opening her gaelic bible repeated in her clear soft voice the words of the lord's prayer through all the petitions he followed her until he came to the words forgive us our debts there he paused ranald my man he said raising his hand with difficulty and laying it upon the boy's head you will listen to me now some day you will find the man that brought me to this and you will say to him that your father forgave him freely and wished him all the blessing of god you will promise me this ranald said macdonald dhu yes father said ranald lifting his head and looking into his father's face and ranald you too will be forgiving him but to this there was no reply ranald's head was buried in the bed ah said macdonald dhu with difficulty you are your father's son but you will not be laying this bitterness upon me now you will be forgiving him ranald oh father cried ranald with a breaking voice how can i forgive him how can i forgive the man who has taken you away from me it is no man replied his father but the lord himself the lord who has forgiven your father much i am waiting to hear you ranald then with a great sob ranald broke forth oh father i will forgive him and immediately became quiet and so continued to the end after some moments of silence macdonald dhu looked once more toward the minister's wife and a radiant smile spread over his face you will be finishing he said her face was wet with tears and for a few moments she could not speak but it was no time to fail in duty so commanding her tears with a clear unwavering voice she went on to the end of the prayer for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory for ever and ever amen glory said macdonald dhu after her ay the glory ranald my boy where are you you will be following me lad to the glory she will be asking me about you you will be following me lad the anxious note in his voice struck ranald to the heart oh father it is what i want he replied brokenly i will try ay said macdonald dhu and you will come i will be telling her now lay me down tonno i will be going macdonald vane laid him quietly back on his pillow and for a moment he lay with his eyes closed 
Once more he opened his eyes, and with a troubled look upon his face, and in a voice of doubt and fear, he cried, It is a sinful man, O Lord, a sinful man. His eyes wandered till they fell on Mrs. Murray's face, and then the trouble and fear passed out of them, and in a gentler voice he said, Forgive us our debts. Then, feeling with his hand till it rested on his son's head, Macdonald Dew passed away, at peace with men and with God. There was little sadness and no bitter grief at Macdonald Dew's funeral. The tone all through was one of triumph, for they all knew his life and how sore the fight had been and how he had won his victory. His humility and his gentleness during the last few weeks of his life had removed all the distance that had separated him from the people and had drawn their hearts toward him, and now in his final triumph they could not find it in their hearts to mourn. But to Ranald the sadness was more than the triumph. Through the wild ungoverned years of his boyhood his father had been more than a father to him. He had been a friend, sharing a common lot, and without much show of tenderness, understanding and sympathizing with him, and now that his father had gone from him, a great loneliness fell upon the lad. The farm and its belongings were sold. Kirsty brought with her the big box of blankets and linen that had belonged to Ranald's mother. Ranald took his mother's Gaelic Bible his father's gun and axe, and, with the great deer-hound Bugle and his colt Lisette, left the home of his childhood behind him, and with his Aunt Kirsty went to live with his uncle. Throughout the autumn months he was busy, helping his uncle with the ploughing, the potatoes, and the fall work. Soon the air began to nip, and the night's frost to last throughout the shortening day and then MacDonald Vane began to prepare wood for the winter, and to make all things snug about the house and barn, and when the first fall of snow fell softly, he took down his broad axe, and then Ranald knew that the gang would soon be off again for the shanties. That night his uncle talked long with him about his future. "'I have no son, Ranald,' he said as they sat talking and for your father's sake and for your own it is my desire that you should become a son to me and there is no one but yourself to whom the farm would go and glad will i be if you will stay with me but stay or not all that i have will be yours if it please the lord to spare you i would want nothing better said ranald than to stay with you and work with you but i do not draw toward the farm and what else would you do ranald indeed i know not said ranald but something else than farming but meantime i should like to go to the shanties with you this winter and so when the macdonald gang went to the woods that winter ranald taking his father's axe went with them and so clever did the boy prove himself that by the time they brought down their raft in the spring there was not a man in all the gang that macdonald vane would sooner have at his back in a tight place than his nephew Ranald. And indeed those months in the woods made a man out of the long lanky boy. 
so that on the first sabbath after the shantymen came home not many in the church that day would have recognized the dark-faced stalwart youth had it not been that he sat in the pew beside macdonald vane it was with no small difficulty that the minister's wife could keep her little boy quiet in the back seat so full of pride and joy was he at the appearance of his hero but after the service was over hughie could be no longer restrained pushing his way eagerly through the crowd he seized upon ranald and dragged him to his mother here he is mother he exclaimed to ranald's great confusion and to the amusement of all about him isn't he splendid and as ranald greeted mrs murray with quiet grave courtesy she felt that his winter in the woods and on the river had forever put behind him his boyhood and that henceforth he would take his place among the men and looking at his strong composed grave face she felt that that place ought not to be an unworthy one End of chapter sixteen